Welcome to the Breadwinner Energy Podcast. I'm your host, Tay Daniels. I'm a multi-business owning wife and mom that lives in the Midwest. I teach women how to be unapologetic in their journey to success, how to stop making decisions out of fear and step into their CEO shoes, to want more for their life and to build a business that they not only love, but they're extremely proud of. On this podcast, I will be giving you my no BS advice and perspective on business, life, and motherhood. So grab your drink, put on those headphones, or cover your child's ears, and let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode. This week, we are going to be doing a Female Founder Friday. This is our first one. I'm so excited to announce that we're doing this. We will have different business owners come in on Fridays to chat with you ladies about their business, how they got started. And today we have a very special guest, Miranda. We actually went to high school together. We were best friends. We started some business stuff together. I coached her. We have a long history. Miranda is a Midwest mama-to-be fashion designer that focuses on modular or transitional fashion. She recently launched her online designer boutique that allows you as the consumer to create your final look by choosing from her different styles of sleeves that zip on and off and a tank that can be worn year round. And I will tell you, I own it. It is so cute. Miranda, thank you so much for being a guest on our show today. Today is the first Female Founder Friday it had to go to you because you're so special to me. Super excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me, Tay. It's an honor and I love working with you and I am so excited to tell some of your following about me um, and get the word about Boondi out there a little bit more. Yeah, I'm so excited you're here today. This episode's going to be a little bit different and fun. Of course, it's our first guest. It's our first female founder Friday, but it's going to be a little different because Miranda and I have known each other for so long. And so it's like, we're just catching up. (laughs) Yes. We often go on tangents. We do. Yeah. But I feel like they're good. Like people need to hear the people need to hear what we have to say. (laughs) (laughs) So let's actually get started. I want you to tell everyone about you and how you got started as a fashion designer. Yes. So I am a Midwest mama to be, like Tay said. Um, I'm actually due November 20th, coming up very shortly. So if I get short of breath, it is because I am pregnant AF right now. (laughs) (laughs) Talking makes it a little hard to breathe sometimes. Um, But I was born and raised here in the Midwest. Like Tay said, we went to high school together. Um, We're from a very small town. And um, a lot of those experiences actually like shaped me into, I guess, who I am now and like the route that I've traveled. So um, I was actually applying for nursing school before I decided that it was not for me. Um, And I didn't really know that like fashion design was actually going to be what I was going to end up getting into. But I always loved fashion and I worked at a consignment store when I was in high school. And so you can imagine I always took home clothes like over a paycheck (laughs) and in my little small town, um, I dressed a little differently and Tay can attest to this because she like shared my wardrobe with me in high school. Um, but most of our classmates wore like sweats and t-shirts because it was a very like sport athletic focused 
town. So um, always like dressed different and loved fashion. I loved expressing myself through fashion. And then when I you know, was about to apply for nursing school and realized it was not for me, I reached out to my sister who has a career in the shoe industry through Nike and was like, what do I have to do in order to like make this dream a reality of like being in the fashion world? And it turns out there are actually a couple of really awesome programs here in Kansas, um, as well as in the Midwest. And so I just kind of pursued that, started taking courses and but um bump here I am. <laughs> I guess a fashion designer now. It still feels weird to call myself that, but that is what I am. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. I like when something like when you become a mom, even like it yes. was like two years. I was like, I'm a mom. <laughs> like this, yeah. I have a human that I birthed. I think it's yeah. like that. So yeah, Definitely. I I remember in high school, you always dressed so cute, had the best accessories, you always like went above and beyond and it was definitely out of the norm for where we live, but it has shaped you to who you are today because you are fabulous. Oh, thanks, girlfriend. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Did you always want to be a fashion designer or when, what was the transitional point where you knew that you are like, this is definitely for me? Yeah. So when I was taking courses at Johnson County Community College through their fashion program, I was actually pursuing the marketing side of fashion. So this is like when you hear people talk about being a buyer for a company, um, it's more of like the number crunching sides of it. Like, don't get me wrong, it is still fun, but it's not like the actual creative, like design from scratch side of it. So just for fun, I took a course uh, for like basic sewing 101. <laughs> I literally never sewn before in my life, except for I think our required like home ex class in high school. <laughs> So I took that course and in it, I realized that I had like quite a knack for the design side and sewing just kind of came naturally to me. So I ended up switching to the design side and gave up on like the marketing side of fashion. Um, so from there, my skills just progressed as I took more courses and advanced like in my sewing skills. Um, and then I eventually applied for the program at K-State through their fashion program and got in. And that was, I think, like a three-year journey after that. Um, so that is kind of how I became like a fashion designer. Yeah. Um, and no, I did not always know that <laughs> this was what I wanted to be. You kind of learn as you go and opportunities arise. Um, I worked while I was in school as a technical designer for Champion Teamwear. And technical design is like assessing the fit of clothing. So I was really lucky to get on that route of it because not a lot of people do it. it it's very intimidating if you don't understand <laughs> what it's about. So that allowed me, like looking back, to be able to now launch my own business and do what I do now. Yeah. And as working, I worked with Miranda and her business from like it being a concept to all the way up to her launch party that I was just at recently. And I have obviously been in business for six years. I've coached people in business, but this is still like a very new world to me. So I'm learning so much through you. Um, and I think it's yeah. so cool what you've been able to just teach me through me coaching you. And so I want you to share, this is actually not on our list, but I want you to share with the audience your product, your clothing line, how, why it's different and why people should care. People should buy it. Yes. Oh my gosh. Of course. I love it. 
giving this feel. Um, so like Tay mentioned at the beginning, my clothing line focuses on modular fashion. And this is unique because um, you guys have heard of it like in cargo pants, right? So like the 90s, it has the part of the leg that zips off and it can transform into be like long pants or short pants. But I'm not trying to bring cargo pants back. So <laughs> don't worry about that. Um, other than that, modular fashion has really only been seen on like the runway. Like it's usually a very avant-garde concept. And if you're not familiar with the term avant-garde, it means like out there, it's very unique. It's usually not functional. It's more like art. So what I did was I took this concept of modular fashion and really commercialized it to make it more consumer friendly. So my concept is that I have a tank that has like cap sleeves on it and it conceals zippers underneath of it or underneath those cap sleeves. And then I create different sleeves that can zip on and off of that tank. So this makes it a transitional piece that can be worn year round. And you're investing in something that can like continue to be built on. So like, as I launch new sleeves, different sleeves and different colors, textures, patterns, everything, like whatever's trendy at the time. Um, you can purchase those sleeves and it will always match back to the base that you bought, which is a timeless piece. So this allows for quite a few things. Um, it allows you as a consumer to ultimately like design your final look, right? It's like, so fun. You, yeah. Like it's been really fun seeing the orders come in and like how everybody has customized it to their taste. Yeah. And it allows for that garment to have a longer lifestyle in your closet because a lot of people, um, you, you might not know, but like <laughs> once you donate your clothes, like when you get rid of them, the percent that actually like ends up going into a consignment store or like Goodwill or wherever you donate it to, it doesn't last much longer if it even gets purchased before it ends up in a landfill. And this is a problem in the fa fashion industry because a lot of the materials that are being used don't break down um, because they're synthetic. So my goal is to use like sustainable fabrics, um, ones that hopefully will not be, you know, sitting forever in a landfill. But because of this concept, like hopefully you aren't getting rid of that piece. You're just continuing to build onto it for years to come. Yeah. So that is kind of my unique little spiel. <laughs> and what I love about it, of course, it's transitional, right? So I've got the tank and then the sleeves, but I can change up the sleeves to be different colors and different patterns. Um, there are um, holes under the armpits where you can like literally air out your armpits. You don't have sweat pits, um, yes. or, you know, like on your shirt, which is my personal favorite, you know, TMI, because maybe you're in a business meeting and that you're nervous and you're sweating. 100%. You just oh air them God. babies out. That <laughs> but, is me. Yes, right. <laughs> um, but what I also love is that you can wear this for a day out for brunch. You could wear it for shopping. You can wear it in a business meeting. You can wear it on a date night. Like the pieces that you have can be worn in so many different ways. And then let's say you're traveling for business. You take your base, your tank, and then you take a couple different sleeves, you've got four or five different tops and you're traveling very minimal. So um, I love your products. Your, you know, your line is amazing. It's beautiful. It's so cool. But what I also love is that your manufacturer is in the United States. So yes. yeah, I know this is important to you to not, you know, use products maybe outside the country, but talk more about that. 
why that's important to you. Yeah. So fast fashion is a term in the fashion industry that is not a good thing. Um, fast fashion, it, um, it does not advocate for people or the environment. So the, the way that they run their businesses, like examples of this are um, Forever 21 or H&M. I mean, there's a lot. Those are just the main so two that you pretty much like learn about in school, right? Yeah. Um, so they're not paying their workers a fair living wage. The workers are living or living and working in like poor conditions that aren't healthy. Um, and they're also, um, they're like literally going against child labor laws. Like they hire yeah. them that are working in these factories. And over the years, there's been a ton of factories that have actually like blown up or there's been a fire. Um, and it comes out later that, you know, they were, the factory owner was told about these safety issues and like yeah. one of the really horrible ones, um, the doors were locked and, and the owners like knew about it and the people couldn't escape the fire. Um, wow. it's, it's very tragic. And a lot of the times they'll even come out saying, um, if they were to walk and try to like protest against them, they were threatened in the factory, like held at gunpoint. I mean, it's horrible. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, the, I knew it was bad, but I didn't know it was that bad. Yeah. And that's just talking about the people. I mean, that's the worst part of it, right? That's how they're treating people. Um, the effects that it has on the environment are horrible. Also, like the way that they process their fabrics, um, the machines they use, the waste that comes out of it, where is all that waste going <laughs> into right? rivers, water system, things like that. So it's bad for the environment. Um, and then animals come in to try to drink out of that stream or, or whatever it may be. And then animals are being affected by it as well. So, excuse me, there's a lot of um, aspects that go into fast fashion and all of the bad things that it means for our world and our people. Um, so that was important to me to make sure that I was manufacturing in the U.S., um, which that still does happen in the U.S. Um, yeah. The whole documentary about um, a, a certain area in California where this happens. Um, so with that being said, my manufacturer is in California. And so when I was reaching out and like getting to know them, that was one of the first things I needed to make sure of was that they were not a part of this area. I needed to know their values, their vision. Um, which they align with mine. Um, so I'm not part of the fast fashion industry, mm -hmm. thankfully. Yes. And um, a lot of that, you know, comes down to show in a company's pricing. Like that's where you'll know the difference because you can't purchase a top for $20 or less at the normal price and say that that top was ethically made or produced. Yep. Like think of all of the cost breakdowns and like then how much that worker was not getting paid. <laughs> yeah. And that's so. true. What I love is that within your business, you're, you're being ethical and you're working with people that align with your vision and values, but you're also caring about, you know, the world and you're caring about making a difference. And then you're also caring about educating people to understand. Cause I mean, people like me, you know, we didn't, I didn't grow up in the fashion industry. I don't know much about it other than through you and thank goodness, but you have educated me so much through this period. And it's really interesting to me to be able to learn more. And then I'm so grateful though, that you're educating other people. So I love that so much. 
That is the goal. Yeah. So we're now going to transition a little bit into some more businessy questions. Um, what do people misunderstand about being an entrepreneur? Uh, that success <laughs> happens overnight. Oh my God. What am I? I hate that one so much. I wish it I did. Yeah, seriously, that would be nice. Um, no, there's a lot of things I think people misunderstand about it. Like one being, you know, it happening overnight for you. Yeah. Two being um, <laughs> that like you didn't work for it or that they think that your your days are just filled with like lounging around the house and yeah. really down here doing that or Margar that. You I mean, you're not, you, they're not, we're not drinking margaritas on the poolside <laughs> with our beach boys every day what oh, I wish but not yet <laughs> Soon. <laughs> yeah so and then like a lot of people think that just because you launch and like your prices might be higher they think like oh well I don't need to purchase from that person because like they're charging enough they're making enough money like I don't need yeah. to support that that is 100% not true for example <laughs> I just launched you guys and Yes, my prices are higher, but I've explained reasons why. Um, you're also buying a concept, not just like a one-time use of a blouse. And all of my, you know, money that I made from the launch is going back into my business. I'm not actually paying myself anything yet. And that's yeah. what people understand a lot of the times is like, I still have costs. And if I want to continue to design and introduce new designs and collections, I have to have money to pay the manufacturer to make those things. Exactly. So yeah. So all my money is going back into the business until I get to a point where I can be like, okay, for the next few months, I can pay myself X amount, but like still this amount needs to go back to the business in order for me to make this launch happen. Exactly. Um, so that's a big one people don't get. And usually, gosh, I mean, for the first, like, isn't it like the first one to three years mm -hmm. people usually are not making that much in their business? Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say that actually I didn't start paying myself in my business. I mean, yeah, I took money out of the business to put food on the table and to survive. Right. But other than that, I mean, I was not paying myself for like the first two or three years. And even with like being now a, a six figure business, um, that doesn't mean I take home six figures, right? I have to run the business. I have to pay for our tools. I have to pay a team. Um, and so it's not really until multi six figures that you start paying yourself six figures. If, if you do, you know, um, yeah. I mean, for tax reasons, maybe you don't, but, <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's a, that's a really good point though, is that people assume that like in business that you your revenue is what your take home is. And I don't think they, especially people who are not entrepreneurs don't understand that it costs a lot of money to actually own your own business. It's like, yeah. money, it's stress, it's time. It's all these things. You have to be really exactly. dedicated. And I think too, that's why people fail in their first two to five years and quit. It's because this shit is hard. It is not for the week. It is not. It makes I you want to give up. <laughs> yeah, it does. I mean, there's so many times I've wanted to give up. So I think that is extremely important for people yes. to understand. I agree. And also like pricing at the beginning might be higher because of startup costs, for example. Mm -hmm. um, so like my prices now might not be what they are in like a year or two years because I had so many startup costs that I needed to cover also. Yeah. So, 
you have to take all of those things into consideration. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's too important for the buyer, right? For the buyer to understand why businesses charge what they do. Um, and two, what are you getting for that cost? Like for you, okay, let's say you buy, um, I'm just going to use Fashion Nova for example, because I've shopped yeah. there and I'm not hating on Fashion Nova. Like 90% of my wardrobe is Fashion Nova. That's beside the point. I can probably wear one of their, let's just say sweaters, for instance, one to two times before it has a hole in it or it rips because of the quality. It's fast fashion. It's cheap. I actually just bought a sweater from there a couple months ago and it had a hole before I even wore it. And with that being said, 20 bucks, right? 20 bucks on a sweater, no big deal. But then I only wear it one time where with your top, I might spend 60 to $80, but that's also how many outfits and how long does it last, right? So it's really cheaper in the long run, but you do have to invest in your wardrobe. And now it's not for everyone. Like no, no product is for everyone. And yours specifically is not for everyone, nor should it be. But the people who I think understand taking care of the world, taking care of, you know, the people who are in these industries too, so that their manufacturers are taking care of them. Um, and then also investing in a long-term wardrobe. So right. that's the hard part, um, especially with fashion. And I think as you get older, you start to value that more and more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, like you said, my product might not be for everyone. It could depend on how many children you have. Like, it's just not a priority for you maybe to invest in yourself and yeah. that's fine. Maybe one day it will be. Um, but like my whole, thing is about polishing yourself. So I want you to feel beautiful. And exactly. even if like you are the super mom, you're always doing everything for everyone else. Like you deserve to be polished too. So yep. that that's what I'm here for. Like, I don't expect people to just like always come back and like purchase my stuff right away, but like treat yourself every now and then right? and treat yourself with something that makes you feel good. Not exactly. only when you're wearing it, but like mentally, because you know that you supported a good cause and like and a small business a small business and it's going to last longer than your eight dollar top from old navy or exactly (laughs) wherever it is that you purchased it from so exactly when you look good you feel good when you feel good show up better for the day no matter what you're doing exactly (laughs) (laughs) what do you think is the most important lesson you've learned in your career so far oh Um, this is probably actually a lesson that you said (laughs) during my VIP day and it was learning when to outsource. Yeah, that is a game changer. I, there are a lot of things I can do for my business, but it doesn't mean that I do all of them at a hundred percent because I'm not an expert at all of those things. Yep. So (laughs) letting go of my pride and learning (laughs) when to like reach out to the person that I've been following that I know does that and just seeing like, Hey, what's your pricing? Like, what's your schedule? Like, um, that has been a game changer because it takes it off of my plate. (laughs) Yeah. It's less stress for me. And then in the end, it's going to be a better job done because they specialize in whatever that is. Um, so like an example of this for me was my website um, sourcing that out and having someone else build my website was a freaking game changer because yes. I, I could have sat there and like tried to figure it out. Um, I'm going through Shopify for anybody who is familiar with that or was interested. Um, 
and and I purchased a theme, right? So like yep. it, it it was intimidating. Um, and I'm so glad I had uh, Jordan Brulez, my web designer, to do it all for me because I would right? have been and it would not be the caliber that it is now or that I envisioned in my head. And I want to give everyone a little bit of overview. So Miranda reached out to me in October of 2020. We're now in October 2021. And she reached out to do a VIP day. This is when I offered them. And this was all about building your brand, your brand identity, and your foundation for your business. We did it all in a day together. And we did ours in person because we live close. And she then hired me as her business coach right after that. And she launched her clothing line. So at this point in 2020, this was just a concept. This was just an idea. She launched her clothing line, had a full on launch party with products just a couple of weeks, a month ago, a month ago, the end of September. Yeah. Yeah. So in less than a year, she went from having an idea to launching a clothing line that she designed on her own, but had she not outsourced to a manufacturer and a website designer and a photographer and had models and all the things that she invested in, she probably wouldn't have launched in a year. It wouldn't have happened. Oh, 100% no. And also like I, I quit my full-time job and that's not for everyone. Not everybody is in a position to be able to do that. Luckily yeah. I was, my partner had a full-time job and still does, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> and I was able to do that. But the other thing too, is like, even if I was on my own, I still... I, I felt it in my bones. And I remember saying this to Tay at my VIP day, like I feel it in my bones that I meant to do this. Mm-hmm. And so even if I wasn't able to quit my full-time job and I still needed to support myself, I would have done anything that I needed to do like outside of my full-time job to be able to do this as well. Yeah. Um, so just another sign, like always invest in yourself. Absolutely. And that kind of, that's in all forms, right? Like taking care yeah. of your mental health, investing in yourself with money, time, energy, all the things. And Miranda and I are very much on the same wavelength when it comes to like hustlers. Like we do what it takes to get the job done. Like we refuse to be anything less than successful because that's what we want for our lives. And so we just mesh so well together. But I think they're in the entrepreneur world. There's a definite difference between people who want it and people who don't. And the people who yeah. want it go after it no matter what, like, it doesn't matter. There's no excuses. Like, yeah, I might have a full-time job or I might have kids or I might not have all the money or the time or the energy. Like I was seven months pregnant with no money. When I started my business, you're pregnant now. Like you don't have to have all the things to be successful. You just have to want it bad enough. Right. And do your research. Like, like I said, I, I learned how to outsource, but that doesn't mean I didn't do my research before I came to that person. Like I had a plan laid out that I like presented to them and I gave them ideas and 10 times out of 10, those people thanked me. And they were like, I so appreciate you having a vision because a lot of people come to me like with no vision. And then maybe they're not as happy with it in the end because oh my god they, yes they didn't put in the work like ahead of time so like yes. you still put the work in but like yeah <laughs> i love this because that's the two same with outsourcing people are like oh i hired a social media manager but she's not doing what i want and i'm like okay well what what are you asking her to do and you're like well i just i'm just like expecting her to know like she doesn't know what you want your right. business is different from everyone else's like yes she's an expert in maybe instagram but not in your instagram like 
you have to give your team directions in order for them to execute on those directions. Same. Exactly. People yeah. cannot read your mind. <laughs> no, they cannot. So what is one resource that has helped you the most in your journey? I would say other women and like their experience, oh yes. honestly, because had it not been for my boss at Champion Teamwear while I was in school and her, you know, education and experience, I wouldn't have learned all the things I learned from her. Yeah. Um, and it goes to show in like every aspect of my life since then, meeting with you and learning from you. I reach out to you when I have questions. I bounce ideas off of you, you know, outside of like business coaching and all of yeah. that. Um, other business owners, I have a, actually, I was just literally like voice messaging back and forth with one of my former classmates who owns her own business as well. She uses Shopify. And anytime we have questions, we just like voice each other. We're like, have you experienced this? And she's like, let me look into it. And so like just creating this community network yeah, yeah and the community of other women that whether they're business owners, entrepreneurs, whatever, or they work for a corporate company, yep. being able to reach out to these people um, that might be specific to your industry or whatever that is, um, or maybe they're not like you and I, it just works. Like yep. a lot of the questions that I have for you are still applicable to my business because I'm running a business, not just a fashion brand. Right. Exactly. So that has been the biggest resource that has been helpful to me mm -hmm. is just knowing that I can count on those women. If I have questions and they're always going to do their best to give me a solid answer, or if they don't know, chances are they know someone, so someone exactly. so they're like willing to reach out to them. And I do the same thing. I'm like, well, I don't know, but let me reach out to my web designer, Jordan, and see if she knows. Like <laughs> Exactly. Yes. And my last episode, we were talking about 2022 trends. And I know that community is going to be one of the biggest trends next year. Um, building a community, having yeah. a community of people that support you, um, whether that's with a coach or not, just having those women accessible to you to support you, whether that's even just like emotionally through business, right? Because it's hard. Yeah. It's stressful. And also too, with our academy, like that's why we have a group program. Yes. You get one-to-one -one access to a coach, but you're also in the, a group with women who've either been there, they're currently there, or they know someone to refer you to like building a community is easily my best resource too. So oh, yeah. it's amazing. You got to have support and whether you're a female or a male that stands true. Um, but it just yes. so happens that like women business owners are badass so exactly. we're like a gang like a nice gang but like a gang <laughs> like the mom and then like being a mom too and then yes. like you me and our other friend taylor who's local here we're all business owners we're all friends and now we're all moms and it's just like we're literally building a cult so <laughs> i'll i'll be in that cult <laughs> not literally but like you get it <laughs> yeah Okay. What is one piece of advice that you would give someone who is starting out in their entrepreneurial journey, starting a business, maybe new to business? What would you say? Yeah. Um, I kind of touched on it earlier, but number one, like invest in yourself. Yes. <laughs> Don't be afraid to put the money where you need to put it. Um, even if it's a little bit at a time, mm -hmm. invest in yourself, your business. Um, don't be afraid, like I said earlier, to outsource put your pride away. If you're the type yep. of person that typically has to do everything yourself, just try it. If you find exactly. it's not for you, maybe it's not for you, but I guarantee you're going to be okay with it. Once yeah. you can loosen up. 
And then you'll get to a point in your business that you're like, why would I do this? Like I would just pay someone and then they're going to do it faster and better. Like, why would I waste my time on this? (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then this is something that you said to me also, it was to say yes and figure the rest out later. And I have continued to use that in my day-to-day like mindset when I'm worried about like a caption on a post or, you know, something so small like that. Or even if it's just like, oh, I am afraid to announce this collection because I, it's going to be so much work to design it, blah, 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 blah. Just like put it out there and then figure it all out. Because I, when I did my VIP day with Tay, I was not planning on announcing my business for like a while after that. Yeah. But she <laughs> literally like pushed me and helped me that day. We created my business Instagram. I had like no idea aside from the stuff we had just went through that day and like the six hour intensive and my mind was still processing, but like <laughs> we did it. <laughs> like I got on her Instagram and she like forced me to do it. And I was not the type of person at that point who enjoyed being on Instagram, like on video or anything. Mm-hmm. And I just did it. And it was like, once I announced it, I felt so great. And people were so intrigued. People and love it. it. Like, yeah. And then it was like, well, it's out there now. I have to do it. Like, exactly. in a, and not in a bad way, like, oh, I have to do this chore right now. Yeah. It was like, I get to do it now because I have the courage now. And you <laughs> so started like, building this community and people are excited. And when you feel that energy from people, it like pushes you and you, it's like, you're, they're holding you accountable, right? Like, well, yes. I told them this is coming. Like I have to hold <laughs> up to what I said. 100%. And, it's an account- accountability thing. <laughs> yeah. And it's so crazy. Like thinking of you at that day and you were like terrified to be on Instagram. And now you like go live, you've been in interviews, you've been in Voyage Casey magazine. And I was at your launch party and there was a good amount of people there. And she's just like on live and talking on the mic. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, honey, you go girl. <laughs> I know actually I think my mom like pulled Tay aside um you know granted she knows Tay because we grew up together but like she pulled her aside at my launch party and was like I just want you to know that that like the person Miranda is now after working with you is so different like my daughter was so shy and she did not have the confidence to do this stuff and like you helped her do that and I like looked over and my mom and Tay were both crying (laughs) I know because I'm just like a proud mother (laughs) I'm so proud like I could tear up now I'm so incredibly proud of you and I think it goes to show when you invest in yourself when you step up and you do the work and even being scared and saying yes and figuring out later even if it's like shit this is scary but I'm doing it anyway it goes to show how successful you can be because I will say me and Miranda are very much same when it comes to like I said hustle and go but I feel like had I taken like the messy, quick, fast action that you took, like I do that now, but had I done it in my first year, like you did, like how far would I have been? Right. Because you have like, it feels like it's been years, but it's been one year and you are like a completely different person. You're so confident. You've got your fashion brand out now. And it's like watching you grow has been like the coolest thing ever, even just from like a best friend perspective and from a woman, like being in a group with you and like knowing you versus two, like, obviously I coached you, but in my mind, it's like, that's my best friend. Like, holy shit. Look at her go. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's important for women to know, like people, people, there's people out there that will actually care about you. 
and support yeah. you and push you to be better. Me and Miranda will do that for you. Come be friends with us. We'll support <laughs> you forever. Always. <laughs> okay, so we have a couple more questions. One, these are going to be more of like fun. So do you have a morning routine? And if so, what does it look like? Gosh, I did before I got pregnant and like <laughs> got further along in my pregnancy. <laughs> now it's like my husband leaves for work and I slept so bad through the night that I'm like, oh, I just need a few more hours. Yes. Um, but morning routines are very important. And I have never truly been a morning person. When I force myself to be, I have a much more successful day. Yes. So same. for those of you that are night people or like afternoon people, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. if you can try to like force yourself to do it, I recommend it. Um, and you know, I, I have an excuse right now. <laughs> I'm for sure. Just, like, Girls get all the sleep you can. When that baby comes. You're not going to sleep. Yes. I'm waiting for the baby to come honestly, because that, that like makes me so excited to have the excuse to be up more and like be up earlier because I know that I'll get more done. Granted, I know I'm going to be so tired, but you will. morning routine. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. I like to get up and kind of scroll through social media or my emails, um, any notifications I have, because I don't like to have that sitting in the back of my mind all day. So kind of yeah. like getting through that. Um, excuse me. Um, that's that pregnancy breathing. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about earlier. Um, and then getting up, I like to have my hair done like the night before. So that way I don't have to really do it in the morning unless I slept super crazy. I don't think I've ever seen you without your hair done. Like even on our calls, like you still like, even on our coaching calls, even if you like, you're like my hair, but it's like, you still like a cute headband or like something cute going on, you know? Yeah. Accessories cover up. (laughs) <laughs> yeah polish yourself um I I love wearing like beanies and berets that covers it all up too so like there's always a way to make it look cuter ladies <laughs> it's you, true and Maria is you. the master of it because for me I'm like girl I don't know I've got a bun going on and she's got like oh this cute hat or oh my god she's no. the cutest <laughs> thanks you always had the cutest way of like putting your hair up in a messy bun and I could never do cute messy buns I was always jealous of that I feel like look homeless with a messy bun (laughs) not at all um okay and then like I don't know doing your makeup like just making Mm -hmm. yourself feel pretty even if it's not a lot of makeup like I usually don't do full makeup it's pretty much like natural whatever's easiest right now um beauty products I recommend are the Tula Mm -hmm. like blurring face primer that yeah. stuff is gold, ladies. If you don't like to wear foundation, this is like a tinted moisturizer that you can put on and it literally covers all of your dark circles, your bags, zits, whatever. It's yeah. amazing. Miranda put me onto it yep. and <laughs> now I have their whole skincare line and it costs me like $300 every other month, but I'm like, it's so worth it. Lasts, it. No, my Tula, that face primer lasts so long. Yeah. Like, but I now have then, their moisturizer. I have their yeah. toners. I have like literally every product. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be amazing like for when the baby comes to to just like slap it on and call it good just go Mm -hmm. Um, yeah and then like picking out my outfit that's one of my favorite things for the day um you know it was easier when COVID wasn't happening and you actually like did get dressed up did you guys hear that someone's at my door I'm so sorry sorry about that you're fine um oh getting dressed up picking out my outfit 
I like to treat each outfit as like its own identity. So like <laughs> I, I channel this. whatever vibe it is and I kind of treat it like a costume almost. And this is cute. I love this idea. Oh, I've always done this. I don't know why, but like, yeah, if it's, if it's like something pink, like an, a pink accessory, mm-hmm. I'll kind of make it a whole like baby spice vibe oh or like gosh. if I'm wearing a vintage cardigan or something. I'll make it like a grandma vibe. Like I, I totally go all in with whatever the vibe is of like the one piece that I want to wear that day. <laughs> I love this. I make it like a whole thing. <laughs> I need to start doing this, like channeling really my ego, other yeah. egos or whatever. It's so, it's so much fun. <laughs> I love it. Um, so if you had to write a book tomorrow, what would you write about? Oh, can I have two answers for this? Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> well, one is like not business related. If I was going to write a book about anything, it would be about like a really badass vampire chick because I love supernatural things like right? that. Um, and I think she would probably be like a vampire that is like living in the city. Nobody knows that she's a vampire and she's a good Ooh. one. And maybe she is a business owner in the book. And it talks about like her success. Oh, like, I can't nice. wait to read this book. <laughs> Well, now you have to publish it because now I want to read it (laughs) one day. Um, But if I was to write a book strictly about business, I would write it about how to build your own fashion brand because there are not enough resources out there about it. Yes. Um, I struggled like finding resources. I was constantly looking things up online, like trying to find a manufacturer um, if you go that route or like a how-to guide basically of like these are the steps you need to take in order to successfully launch your fashion brand um that would have been helpful (laughs) yeah for sure there definitely needs to be I mean we kind of talked about that too during coaching that like you were kind of putting your feet in as like one of the first people doing this that yeah that I that I know of really yeah I mean people launch fashion brands all the time but it's usually a boutique and they're sourcing Mm -hmm. their um, garments that are already made from like trade shows they go to different things yeah, like that versus so, like you created the line like you drew right. it like it was your idea yeah like I design and draft all the patterns the only difference yeah. is that you know someone else is making it for me um so yeah that would be that would be a goal I love that, to write about that. I love it and for all of you out there who don't know I'm a huge book nerd I love reading books my office is covered in books and when we buy our house, I cannot wait to have my own library. Oh my gosh. Do you color code your books? I do. I love you that. You see that? Uh, yes. <laughs> I, just started, I just started doing that this year and it's so satisfying. You should be proud of me. My um, closet is color coded. My shirts are all color coded yes. and I've had it color coded for a year successfully and not let it go. Like I am so You're proud. Cool. No one even knows I'm so proud of that accomplishment. It's- it's a game changer too, because it really helps with your mood. And if you're going to start doing what I suggested of like, create a role, like yes. from that day, it helps because then you can see like your different colors. Yep. And if you, if you want to be a really big overachiever, you could even separate it out by like season or I did this. So I did like, like yeah, <laughs> like just on black. So like for my black shirts, it was like tanks to like mm-hmm. short sleeves to long sleeves to sweaters to whatever I did that for a while but then that lost its touch because I got busy <laughs> but I kept the color so I'm like good enough pretty proud 
yeah, I seriously cannot wait to be able to wear my clothes again because yeah. <laughs> I just have this like small section of all my maternity stuff and it's like the same stuff every day. Yeah. But I am grateful that I'm, you know, due during this time of the year because I can actually start dressing cuter with like big chunky sweaters and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. And like recovering in my sweaters. <laughs> I can't imagine if I had to recover during the summer with right. a body, like, oh my God. <laughs> I know I recovered through, my daughter was born in December. So yeah, through the yeah. winter months and it was great. So I could just yeah. throw on a big old sweater. So speaking of babies coming. Yes. Are we having like a baby mom dad line? And with that, what is coming up for you and your business in the next three to six months? Yes. Um, so I actually, I, it's one of my like three to five year goals. Um, we'll see if that happens. I have learned that I am a little more ambitious than, <laughs> than it's actually possible in COVID times right now, just with everything being so behind, like yeah. um, bulk orders, the zippers, everything like that. But I do have it in my business plan to launch a mommy and me line. Um, so yeah, I cannot wait. <laughs> that I'm so be- excited. Yes. So fun. You can dress your little mini to match with your sleeves. Um, more to come on that in, in, in the next few years. Uh, hopefully sooner when she says years, I'm like, yeah, okay. I'll see it. I'll see that next year. (laughs) Um, I have had quite a few males actually ask me like if I'm planning on launching a male line and I, I just don't have the expertise in this. So if I do, it would be like, a collab down the road. Um, I think I would, I think I would venture into like more of a unisex coat of some sort first before launching like fully into like menswear. (laughs) Yeah. I love Um, the collab idea though. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yes. There are a lot of male designers that don't get enough credit out there. So I I don't know any, (laughs) well, I really only know you. So Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of a fun thing, um, that I have, you know, on the back burner in my mind of what I want to do. Um, I also would really love to be able to produce all of my stuff, like on a, on a small team of my own at some point. Um, and that would be like the ultimate goal of, you know, creating jobs for other women that are seamstresses or designers, whatever it may be. Love having that. like a small team where we could produce all of my stuff, um, which would still technically be, you know, like American made, all of that good, good stuff. Um, so more to come on that, but in the more current, um, future, I am announcing a sale next week, um, Ooh. the beginning of November. Yes. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, my first collection was called Bebe, which, um, if you've watched Shit's Creek, you're familiar with Moira. <laughs> yes, love her. Um, so it means baby in French. And I felt this name was super fitting because it was Boondi's baby. And then I also designed this collection while I was pregnant. So in honor of November being my due date month for my real baby that's supposed <laughs> to arrive, um, I'm doing a sale. Um, the details are being finalized as we speak, but I'll be announcing it on Monday, November 1st. Yay. And it will run a whole month. Yes. Super, super excited. So for uh, everyone who's listening, this episode will be airing around that time. So you can click the show notes down below. You can click the link to Miranda's website or Instagram. You can shop her sale. 
Um, but yeah, that'll, that'll be up by the time your sale starts. That's yes, exciting. And the discount will apply once you add it to your cart. Um, Perfect. So yes. And more details will be announced on my social media and um, an announcement banner, like on the website as well. Yay. Um, something else that's super exciting. I'm kind of waiting to hear back. Um, like I mentioned before, things are just really behind with like getting orders in for things. Um, so one thing that I had it like in my goal plan to do in between my big launches was to do like micro launches of just sleeves. Yeah. And they would be like one of a kind. I would only do one of each size and they would be more, you know, funky. Like I would actually be sewing it um, out of my studio. Wow. That would be the difference. Like, yes, I design everything now, but the bulk orders are being produced by someone else. Whereas these sleeves would be, you know, fabric that I'm sourcing locally. Um, I have a few places in mind that I'm going to be shopping at. They'll be more seasonal. They'll be a little funky. And um, handmade. And handmade by me. Love. And um, You better get your hands on them because she's an icon. And she's (laughs) like basically having her signature. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it'll literally be like one of a kind. Like I will not make that sleeve ever again. So amazing. Like there's only one of it in existence, like in that size. Um, so I'm waiting on some details back from the manufacturer on like extra zippers, because all of that will play an important role, obviously for it to be able to zip back onto the base. Um, but stay tuned because I'm really hoping to be able to announce that by the end of this year or very beginning of next year. So stay tuned friends. Exciting. So excited. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for being my first guest, my first female founder Friday and sharing your story. So tell the listeners real quick where they can find you. And we'll put that in the show notes. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. Yes. Um, all right, guys, you can find me on Instagram. My handle is at shop Boondi. And for those of you that aren't familiar, it is spelled B-U-H-N-D-I. So shop Boondi on Instagram. Um, you can follow my Facebook page. It's just Boondi. My website, www.boondi.com. Um, you can connect with me on LinkedIn if you want under my name, Miranda Lorenz. I also have a page on LinkedIn for Boondi. Um, gosh, you can email me, Miranda. At you can come to her house. No, I'm kidding. Yes. I'm lying. Don't you, ever, don't you guys do that to her? <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm on all of those platforms and I would love for you to check me out. Give me a follow, engage with some of my posts. Yes, um, definitely start- follow her. She's fun. Her baby's yeah, coming. Educating yourself in the fashion industry exactly (laughs) and shop her sale her november sale please okay (laughs) well thank you so much for being here as always thank you guys for listening in to another episode i will have everything linked below in the show notes you can shop miranda sale and you can chat with her on instagram and i will see you guys in the next episode